You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour, your chance to win a $50 gift card from our fans at our fans. Our friends. Our dear friends. Our dear friends. At uh, VK Bruco and some swag. I think, am I overselling it? I think this is the most impossible of the impossible Flames trivia. Yeah, you got to dig deep. You got to dig deep in your uh, in your uh, Flames uh, lexicon of knowledge. Right. Patrick, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there's any way our listeners will find the connection. They're not. There's no, <laughs> there is no way in hell they can find this connection. Yeah, it's a tough it's one. Good. To, and then wait till you hear the clues I give, too. Oh, yeah. Snake oil. Snake oil. Have you watched that new show, by the way, Snake, Snake oil? oil? No, Spade? I no. have not watched Snake oil. I've seen David a lot Spade. of promos for it. I've seen a lot of promos, and it's all David Spade, but then when they're like showing actual footage from the game, I haven't seen David Spade once. Mm. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know what we're doing here. Um, it's the uh, CFL trade deadline today to talk about that. And the Calgary Stampeders, the head coach and general manager of the Stamps on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Dave Dickinson. Dave, good morning. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you guys? Good. Uh, Dave, uh, where are you at with watching playoff baseball? Do you have time to check in on it? Do you, do you keep an eye on the Blue Jays? Where are you at with playoff baseball? I like playoff baseball. I'm not, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, kind of busy but uh no i, I definitely follow the blue jays i uh my son and i went down to arizona this year uh for easter we caught a dodger d-backs game and nice what a great environment uh obviously great weather uh really enjoyed it enjoyed the pitch clock thought it was a lot faster mm-hmm. baseball is my dad's favorite sport growing up and we all played it and uh he wanted us to keep going. We chose different paths. But, uh, yeah, I like baseball. I love playoff baseball. To me, that's when it matters. Uh, is, is it too easy to assume that you were a pitcher? Pitcher, catcher, shortstop, center fielder. Basically, hmm. anything that no one else wanted to do. I, I liked I liked pitching, though. I, threw, I didn't throw hard, but I threw junk. I had lots of pitches. Uh, and, uh, and I still, uh, like, you know, to me, it's kind of like you're outsmarting uh, the batter. Um, always complained about the the umpires, which is similar to coaching yeah, referees. Right. So, yeah, no, it just kind of fell fine, no doubt. Did you ever get into a dust up on the diamond? Maybe got hit by a pitch. Maybe hit somebody. Did that ever happen to you? No, and uh, it's crazy because, like, you know, my generation, old school, is like, uh, you know, the some managers actually have you. Supposedly, they tell you to be in the batter, but my dad was my coach basically most of my years. And we never did that. We never had a signal to throw at a guy. And mm. I talked to some old school baseball guys, and they think that's important. They think that was part of the game, and I, I never quite bought into it. And was glad that I didn't get my butt whooped by throwing at a at a guy and have him come out and give me a whooping out there on the mound. So, no, not no dust ups. I quit at uh, my last year is my age sixteen. So, in okay. the last two years, try to focus on football. Uh, obviously today, uh, the, uh, trade deadline, Dave, uh, are you expecting a busy deadline today? Are you expecting to, to field a lot of phone calls? Are you making a ton of phone calls? How are you attacking today's deadline? Well, we're in a different spot than we normally are. So, um, definitely people have texted and called me and, and Brendan Mahoney, our assistant general manager, but 
nobody's really offering anything. You know, they'll they'll definitely take your players, but they're not offering hmm. anything. Um, so, you know, and I, I still think we're in it. So, you know, I don't want to just give up on this year. I want to I wanna try to win games and see if we can, you know, who knows, make a late push. And, and the other thing, we don't have a lot of healthy bodies. So we're listening. We won't be buying, uh, but we are listening. I'm interested by what the message was to the team going into the bye then. Like you mentioned, still have a chance at this thing. Um, so what was the message as you get into your final bye week? Well, it's hard to try to be positive, but I really liked the interviews the other guys had because Ray I said is, okay, big breath, go hang out with the people that you love the most. Um, some of them could be hanging with teammates, but other guys uh, <laughs> needed to go home and do their thing. And uh, I just said, come back and uh, let's see if we can just right the ship and, and, and don't give up. You know, one thing about football and even professional football especially is, you know, it's it's your job, but it's also, you know, you kind of put a stamp on anything you do, meaning uh, you want a good performance. You know, you do not want to go out there and and just kind of put something that you're not proud of. So you got to make sure you do that. And if we do that and we do play the Riders, I mean, it will give us a chance mm-hmm. at least. And listen, I, I like our chances. I'm, I'm going to be over optimistic because I believe it. Uh, I think I think we can beat them and that these would give us a chance to to right the ship. How did you look at that game against Hamilton? Because I thought the defense played pretty well. You forced a quarterback change, but a couple of big plays end up going for big points. And anytime your team got down into enemy territory, you had to settle for a field goal. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. Like uh, they made three, like we would call them 50, 50 balls. You know, they're, they throw them up deep one-on-one against our corners and uh, they made the plays and, we had those plays called. We didn't take the shots at them, and we just kind of never found a way to make a big play. Uh, our biggest play, we fumbled. We had a long run by Dietrich Mills, and we fumbled at the end of it. So, you know, it's getting to be uh, one of those where you, you look at the games and you're like, man, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? Uh, it's a little bit of a broken record, but all we can do now is learn from the past look look to the future and that's the only way we can do it and that's what we're going to try to do 15 targets for mark and michelle in this game he ends up going for 82 yards and especially with losing reggie for a few drives there how important was he how important has he been to this room just with all the injuries that you've dealt with all year yeah reggie you know that was i honestly i probably i really appreciate it but he probably shouldn't have played in the, in the second half he was hurting and he was having trouble running and he is our best guy, so we want him out there, and we're desperate. But he just was, wasn't after that big hit. He couldn't he couldn't muster up the same amount of energy to keep rolling on that. So I get it. Uh, Mark, it has been excellent. Uh, pro, he's a pro. I mean, he made some great catches, too. I mean, he went and climbed the ladder on Lonnie. He reeled one in on his back hip while running full speed. And you never seen him quit at all. Like, even at the final whistle, he is competing 100%. Those are the type of guys you love. Coach, can you just tell me a little bit about how this O-line has kind of shaped up over the course of the season? Had a couple of new guys in there, not necessarily new, but a, uh, a rookie starting at the center position, and then Brandon Weldon was back at left tackle. What have you made of that group over the course of the season? It's been such a strong spot for you in years past. Yeah, it has, and it's uh, now we had Demery back at left tackle. He replaced Weldon, but um, we've been back and forth all year at that position anyway, and then... Uh, 
trying to find both tackles. And then this was the first time Rodine Brown came in for Sean McHugh in his center, and we'd had Bryce Bell there. We've had, we've had too many people in, in the mix. The best offensive lines play together, work together, grow together. We just haven't found that mix. The guys are battling, uh, but that hasn't been, uh, as always, the, maybe the strength of our team. It's It's been solid, but it has not been the strength of our team. And and uh, you can tell because we're not running it as well. We're not protecting it as well. And we're not scoring as much. So that that's just that's been part of the part of the issue this season. And we haven't been able to fix it. Uh, Dave, anytime a, a team struggles throughout a year, it, it's going to fall on, on the quarterback. He's going to take a lot of that brunt of the noise and everything. But obviously, Jake's been he's been candid with us. He's been very truthful of how he's felt about how the group is. And you can see the emotion on his face, especially after losses. But over the last uh, three games here, what do you want to see uh, with Jake Mayer? Obviously, he's still a young quarterback learning his way in this league. But what can you want? What do you want to see out of your quarterback over the last, final three games and as his development and, and his growth uh, heading into next season? Yeah, he's got to take advantage of his opportunities, and uh, whoever's in there has to. We have to win some games. Um, and I'm in the business of winning, and, and the quarterback, you know, is judged by wins and losses. And he's just one out of twelve, but you're, you're right; he's the biggest piece. And uh, you know, it's been that type of year, and I, he has been grinding and he's been working, but hasn't worked out uh, like we thought it would. Uh, just keep the faith, keep working, uh, try to do your part, and uh, you know, as long as basically. For me, I, I do feel like the quarterback gets a little bit too much blame, but mm-hmm. you know, that's just that's life. That's life. It's the same as the head coach. Uh, you know, when you win, you get too much praise. So just keep your head up, but keep grinding, and let's play better too. Play better and, and make sure that we're doing the right things to win. Uh, Dave, uh, thanks for this this morning. Get back to the phone lines and uh, enjoy the CFL trade deadline today. Thanks for this. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. There he is, the head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeders. We got some breaking news to share. Oh, wow. This is a big one. Too. Um, the heritage. Was that? That was no, my, I, I think he should do the whole song, just like I was that. Doing my, yeah. uh, doing my burn it to the ground guitar. Uh, the Calgary Flames, the official Twitter account, the X. Heritage Classic, or X. Oh, God. <laughs> It was this on threads? Was this posted on threads? <laughs> Have they made it to threads? I'm yet? all about threads now. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna join I do, threads. And I just deleted like, that app off my phone. I don't no. even know. If it's I just <laughs> like, and we immediately got an email like, "Oh, this is us on threads because everybody's gonna go Ooh. to threads." Yeah, I know. We all. I'm tired of this. Elon we're all Musk. lemmings, man. Oh, my God, <laughs> I do hate what Twitter's become. I miss Tweet Deck. Okay, but uh, it's always been a cesspool. It always will be a cesspool. But yeah. I, I like when people get mad about your language or something. <laughs> yeah. You realize what you signed up for? Yeah. It's it sucks. This um it's the grossest place on the planet. Yeah, Nickelback. How about that? Nickelback gonna be playing the Heritage Classic. It makes sense. It just makes sense. It's Alberta's biggest rock band. Hands yeah. own, baby. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought we were going to have a Nickelback song ready. Right oh, GBB we, loves I Nickelback. I, we have is, I even loves... gave him a little heads up during the interview and nothing here. It's kind of disappointing. Someone's slacking. You love Nickelback, GBP? His favorite. Went to their concert. They're not oh, my wow. favorite, but I, I do like them quite a bit. Really? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm watching a promo for like 
Hockey Night in Canada. 2009 Raw. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm booting up an EA Sports NHL game. Oh, yeah, yeah. with all the swears bleeped yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> God, this song gets me now, going, man. If you're a uh if you were on the if you're on the uh, like on the mm. fence this, the Heritage this, Classic, mm. does this kind of just get just going now? Let's now go. I'm in. Now, now I'm in. in. Let's go. No, not, not really. No. Mm. Oh, whoa, whoa, hey, oh, hey. see, that's why NHL bleeps out the swears. <laughs> that's all right. That's not bad. No, I know. It's the not, S word is not bad. You're allowed one S a day. The one part where we were just all silent. <laughs> it oh, is 817 well in the morning well and the S bomb, maybe not the best thing. Yeah, it's maybe, it's a, not little the worst. maybe a little late in the show. It's not like it was an F bomb or yeah. a C bomb. It'd be worse. <laughs> Yeah, the scene bomb would be really harsh at this time. That'd be a tough one to swallow. That's one of those, uh, I want to apologize to the people who pay my checks. Yeah. Uh, have to come back. So there you go, Nickelback. I might never put on this headset again. Uh, Nickelback going to play uh, the NHL Heritage Classic uh, later this month in Edmonton between the Flames I mean, that's, uh, and the Oilers. I mean, we, we, uh, when Calgary held the Heritage Classic in 2011, it was five for fighting that played. Oh. Yeah. So uh, this is probably upgrade. Yeah, big time upgrade. <laughs> Although I'm not the biggest fan of the Nickelback. No, me neither. They're fine. They're Why do they get hate? I don't get game. that. No, no, I just, Why? That makes no sense. It's just standard. It's just I got nothing. It's just I don't. It's good. It's fine. I don't I like get, new Nickelback. Give me up to 05. 05 and back. The love new Nickelback. album is pretty good. Their new album is really Silver good. Side up. Rust. Love that GVP, Nickelback. Like, yeah. Photograph animals. When Chad Kroger went solo and did Hero. <laughs> Uh, with Josie Scott yeah, from and it was uh, in Saliva. The, and it was in the uh, one of the snowboarding games. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. Yeah, it was also one of the video games that I played a lot. One of the wow, GBP. SSX. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> GBP, big Nickelback fan. All right. Um, I hold on to the wings. Yeah, that's... Through wings of ranger. That's great. Watch as it all fly away. So, yeah, Heritage Classic, Nickelback. Um, sing along. Um, Got a couple minutes here before we take the break and play Impossible Flames trivia. Kind of want to piggyback on what Nick Caprios asked us. Watching. About uh, the scrutiny the Flames get in Calgary. Uh-huh. And I don't think it's that. No. It's it's definitely not the toughest media market, not even remotely close in the country. No. I think it's a great media market to be in. If you're a player, especially for Canadian, like, yes, we're going to ask. You're probably going to have to do way more avails than usual. But yeah. there's not too often where this group is going to hold your feet to the fire. Like, granted, when you need to, they do, for sure. But, yeah, this isn't a this isn't like a protagonist antagonist situation like you get in some other media markets yeah where the coaches will call out media members by name because they don't like the narrative that they're trying to spin sure mm-hmm. um you think this is a tougher market than edmonton no <sighs> it's it's different because when edmonton plays poor with their superstars their media can be pretty savage and pretty vicious about what needs to happen with the team because I think that they also very much like when their team wins in Edmonton, which isn't too different from here. I'm not going to lie about yeah. that. Like when the Flames win, it brings me some joy. But at the same time, that's kind of how I look up 
out of Edmonton. And also, I think there's a certain amount of like, hey guys, like it's time to put a ring up here. Time to raise a banner. Like eight years with two of the best players in the league. Come yeah. on now. Like there's a little bit of frustration sure. that this could all go to waste. So sometimes I think yes. Canucks fans are the most ruthless, right? Yeah, they're, they're so like, savage. Like, because obviously the Leafs take all the oxygen out of the room because mm-hmm. they're the most popular team in the NHL. Yeah. But their fans love the Leafs. Like, they have this blind, you know, just flat yeah. out love. Yeah. Like, they do nothing for them. They cheat on them Dude, all the time. I love but when... they But they just love their team so much, and they can't let it go. Vancouver fans seemingly are ruthless when it comes to the team. Like... Example of the Leafs fans, if you're in a fantasy league with a Leafs fan this year, oh, you're going to be laughing. They're going to be taking Tyler Bertuzzi in the third round. Max Domi's going to go in the fourth round. Like yep. They just think that these guys are going to come to Toronto and turn into absolute superstars. Yeah. And there's a chance that they have some very good years, especially yeah. with the drip on Tyler Bertuzzi. That guy's got a certain amount of swag to him. But, yeah, they're super fans of the team. The Vancouver media seem to be... Like or the fans like to get a little bit wound up. They yeah. also burned their city to the ground once after they lost. So that's that. that's true. And then you have that couple making out. Uh, that that what incredible a picture. picture. What a photo. Oh yeah. But yeah, classy Honic. classy what? Vancouver what lighting their photo. city on fire after losing a game. But uh, most of them weren't even hockey fans. Like, Who are we kidding? Montreal too. I think Montreal's in between the Leaf fans and Canucks fans. Like they like their team, but they can also get pretty angry about the team too see i have a hard time because i don't understand half of their media i don't <laughs> speak french so that yeah. becomes a problem for me are they more ruthless you don't watch than the chambre Ingl- no on rds yeah <laughs> R- R- tva uh no speaking of which we should have renault lavoie on damn right Renault used to come on the station all the time he's a great guest yeah he works for us still right like tva yeah louis jean's great too but uh, Renault Lavon, I've got, I've, I've mixed it up with uh, with Renault Lavon the year before. Oh, Ren, yeah, yeah. you go a little, yeah. Little audience Ren's fist No, Ren's good though. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he's tight like an with NHL Mark Bergevin too. Yeah, he was yeah. tight with Mike Ber- Mark. He's not Mike just a Habs guy. Mark Bergevin. Oh, Mikey B. Yeah, oh, Mikey B. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just Nick's point, like I just because people in the fans, like they they really grow it, like they have. They grow attached to the players here. They really do. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people were super happy that Michael Backlund yeah, extended yeah. and he's the, the captain of the team. Like people really appreciate the players in this city. The one other thing that I would kind of point to, and and I agree with you, and this is just kind of popping into my mind going back to the Oilers thing, is jersey tosses. Like how like count up the jersey tosses in each of the Canadian cities. The Oilers are going to be far and away ahead of everybody else. They're up there. Canucks is be second. Canucks will be right up there too. There were some Leafs fans who did it. They I think I've seen it happen. Well. I think I've seen it happen twice here in Calgary. I don't cover the call one. Maybe it was there a was camera one, never picked there it up. There was one last year. There was one last yeah, year. They okay. were in one of those bad slumps. Uh, yeah. Mm. It feels like that's a I think that's also a relative point it, to bring up. And to me like Senators and Jets fans are essentially interchangeable. Hey, we're just having fun out here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, just let us enjoy ourselves. No, that's hey, what I mean. Just let us, like, just let us be. Senators and yeah. Jets fans, yeah. it's like, yeah, we're, yeah, I don't even know we don't what really the difference have any, is. We don't really I have, have no any, idea. We don't have any real rivals in Canada, like neither, like Ottawa and Toronto, I guess, but at the same time, like that fan base. The Battle of Ontario them. during the late 90s, early 2000s, when that, when they were going at it in the playoffs, yeah, I mean, both teams were really Alfie good. Alfie and Hosa and Charo was there. The Sens yeah. were a real Sens good bunch. Good. It, it, like, there's Patrick a, there's a team that was just like beach ball. one Danny of the Heatley best that never won a Stanley Cup hockey. was that group, that money, oh, yeah. the cash line, 
the Senators yeah. group. But the Jets, yeah, it's been a it's it it feels like it's been coming for a bit here the last few years. Uh with the way the team's been kind of just okay to make the playoffs. Just yeah. okay to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh no, like and they've really never truly rebuilt as long as they've been in Winnipeg. It's they got it whatever whatever Atlanta had left. They got competitive. They haven't really had the downturn in Winnipeg, so we're, we're, you kind of see what's going to happen here with, with what they do with well, Hellebuck and, and Shifley. And losing to Vegas in their first year when they thought they were going to get yeah. at least the Stanley Cup final and yeah. potentially win the Stanley yeah. Cup. Like, I was, I was a good group. Um, I haven't been the same since, since Shifley railroaded that poor hab in the playoffs yeah. in the Canadian division. That might have been, yeah, that was uh, seemed to be the downturn. That was a tipping point for sure. Who yeah. was that? Was it Jake Evans? Yeah, it was Jake Evans. Yep. Woof. I yeah. hated that play. Yeah, it was in, not in good. a blowout. You know, you know, yeah. no read to do yeah. that. And kind of ruined Mark. They haven't really. Me, I'm not going to lie. They haven't really recovered from that play. No, Ew. no, they haven't. No, they haven't. But again, Senators, Jets fans, you're like meh. Very interchangeable. Although the Senators, yeah, no like, they, they got, they got nice the new pieces. owner. They got the new owner there in Ottawa. Yeah, like I never really chirp a Senators fan. It's more like, wow, good for you. Way to stick yeah. through it. Yeah. Well done. Way to go, Ottawa. Way to go. Well, it's yeah. just the Jets and Sens are the, the newest of the Canadian franchise. They also need a new barn in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. They need a downtown Ottawa. Mm-hmm. But there's no rush there. There's no rush. Uh, they're they're going to take yeah, their sweet stable, time. Right? They're stable. They're going to take their time. They've got more than one site. Uh, it's not just LeBreton Flats. The mayor says they they we don't kind of, we can knock down a couple of these buildings. We put a marina down right downtown. We can yeah. do it. So the thing is about Ottawa. If you ever been to Ottawa, like after five o'clock, like the whole city just shuts down. Very sleepy city. Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Byward Market's pretty good. I like Byward Market in Ottawa. That's where all the the bars and are just uh, kind of just quiet. Yeah. Adjacent to downtown, it's pretty good. I could. You think Calgary's cold? Like if oh I, my God, if Ottawa? I could pick oh like my God. top three cities or top five cities to visit in Canada, I don't think Ottawa would even come close. I liked Ottawa. I agree with you. I would probably no. go. Like Montreal, Niagara Falls one, Toronto, <laughs> Niagara Falls one, a <laughs> couple spots in the Maritimes, yeah, and then probably here. Okay, <laughs> um, we're gonna play Impossible Flames trivia next. Maybe um, Banff, Banff, probably Jasper, probably the toughest one we've ever played. Or Radium, they got the Hot Springs. Maybe that would be on my list. Okay, mm-hmm. but not Ottawa. No, no, not Canada, no. where the arena no. actually is. No. No, nope. Ottawa. That's going to be a hard pass for me, dog. Real quick, too, because uh, our man Montreal, Patrick Dumas always O'Shaga. has. Yeah, there it is. He has his yeah, finger on the it. pulse of the Winnipeg Jets and the Winnipeg sports scene. Mm-hmm. What's the attendance going to be like this year? Season tickets are down though in Winnipeg, right? No, they've been dropping year over. But it's year. expensive. Yeah. It's very expensive. I think it's going to be. We'll see how the start goes. I mean, this is it's a really good team to start last year. Yeah, and uh, talked to Husser Patterson yesterday. It. Kind of in the way with the Flames, it's like you don't really know. It could be a really good start, could be a bad start. You just you don't know. It's a mixed bag of of what to get. And I think there is a little bit more positivity that okay, Hellebuck's been more welcome. Maybe that's probably just because nobody's going to pay him that money on the open market. Uh, it, I know it's it's going to be it's all about the start. They get off to a good start. I think the fan base is fine with the trade, getting PLD what they got for PLD. It's it's all about the start to the season because if things go south there quick. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an empty building. I here. don't think there's any way. Well, there is a way. Injuries and that that always plays a part. But the Flames are a lot better than the Jets at this point. Like just roster wise, depth wise. I mean, hey, like, like if Hellebuck has to stand on his head for that team to be a playoff team this year, no, 
Well, yeah. Like the thing for me, their I like, center I, depth is scary. I, it's, it's a matter I, of if Cole Perfetti can step up and be that guy in the second line. But I'm just saying spot. roster for roster, like the forward the group for Winnipeg should, is pretty good. I like the the wingers on Winnipeg. The blue, are, the blue line for the Flames is miles. The blue ahead line, of the, Jets, the, the Flames but, is still a top ten blue line in the league. The Jets, yeah. After Morsey, it drops off a bit. You want more consistency it out of guys. Drops off like a cliff. You want guys you like kidding? like Neil Pionk hasn't been the same since really his. Year he signed his contract. Uh, Brandon uh, Brandon Dillon's been okay. Nate Schmidt, meh. Billy Hanola had that really good nice goal there against the Flames there on Monday. There's mm-hmm. a guy that waiting to step up, but there's there's no room right now. There's no room for the young guys to step up. Dylan Sandberg had a good first year, but yeah, the Flames defense core right now. It's, Logan it, Stanley is still massive. It's probably a, a I don't know fifty one forty nine split. Maybe they're pretty close. Okay, I think the Flames and Jets are close. And they hate Jacob Truba, how what, what kind of a player he turned into with the Rangers. Oh, Truba yeah. wasn't that great of a defenseman in Winnipeg. Well, that's what I mean. But then all of, sudden, to... all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's <laughs> yeah. like this sledgehammer. Yeah, that's all he Rangers. does. All he's trying all he's to figure hit. out what he was back <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah, and right. he'll still throw up like forty points this year. Uh, but I still yeah. say Flames finish ahead of the Jets in the standings. Central's weak. The problem is that the Central is a way easier division. Wednesday, October fourth, on the Big Show. You heard it. All right. Flames finish ahead. Put it on the board. Of the Winnipeg Jets. We should just, like, staple white, our hot takes to No, no, the no. Why do they got to be hot? I just want to do very reasonable, sensible <laughs> takes. Just reasonable. <laughs> Instead of hot takes or bold predictions, let's do sensible Flames takes Educated and sensible takes? S- sensible. Yeah, okay. Like, I think Dylan Dubé will exceed 15 goals next season. <laughs> Sensible. Sensible. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sensible flames take. Just like the show. Set some bars that you can achieve. Yes. Okay. Sensible. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. I expect Nikita Zadorov to play in 25 games this season. No. See, now, now you're just being... I'm just saying sensible. What is it too... This, that's too low. Oh. Just sensible. Okay. Let me try again. You expect Nikita Zadorov to score at least 12 goals this season. That's not sensible. That feels like a lot of goals for okay, Nikita that's Zadorov. That's Five goals. Time. Okay. Yeah. Sensible. That's sensible. That's sensible. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm just trying I to get used to the sensible. I expect a... Jacob Markstrom to have a save percentage above 905. Sensible. sensible. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I expect Jonathan Huberdeau to have 70 points. That's sensible. There we go. That's what we're going to do This is easy. Week. I like this. Sensible takes. Not bold, not super hot. <laughs> sensible. We'll do that <laughs> next week. I expect Write it down, GBP. Mac- <laughs> <laughs> on the whiteboard. On Luke the whiteboard. Warm. Scratch Luke out warm. the checklist we have on the whiteboard. <laughs> Next week, sensible flames takes before the season. Sensible. We'll open up the phone lines. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. What is your sensible flames take? Next week. Yeah. So we, we got This is what we got to do next week before the season starts. New <laughs> if victory it's too hot, song we hang up. On our show. <laughs> Yeah, just hard hanging. And then, yeah, if it's like, you're like, oh, Hubro's going to get 100 points. I'm like, whoa. Whoa, click. That's not sensible. Get out of here. Dial it back a little <laughs> bit. So, new uh, victory song for our show the day after the Flames win a game. Uh-huh. And then sensible Flames takes. Okay. Next week. What about the Flames hot seat game? Yeah, we got to get that going, too. Oh, we got to go and, uh, the, the numbers game? What's the, the numbers hot game? seat game? Oh, I don't want to. Uh, what that, we, don't have to, to, we don't have to bring up the hot sauce one. <laughs> yeah, we do. Know. Yeah, no, we got to do that. Also, no, uh, flames by numbers. I got to figure out how that's going to work. Yeah, this one, I'm I don't still, know. I'm still trying to process it. Oh, we need a catchphrase for Rick Ball, too. It's also on the whiteboard. <laughs> I should really refer to that whiteboard more often. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it's right there, and I just walk by it. Yeah, it's, the writing's so small, I can't read it from here. 
What um, can I read over there? This is uh, pre-show, in-show. Yeah, that's the checklist. Yeah. Post-show. Just, just erase that. Something about podcasts. Make it smaller. All right. We have um, a tally of great questions. Your chance to win a $50 gift card to Vakey Bruco and some swag. There, yes, sir. Straight ahead um, when we play Impossible Flames Trivia. We do it every Wednesday. Uh, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's Wednesday, so you know what that means. Your chance to win a $50 gift card to VK Bruco and some swag from our friends as we play Impossible Flames Trivia. Uh, GVP, fire it up. Get your thinking cap ready, because it's time for George Russick to deliver today's Impossible Flames Trivia question. Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest, and on Instagram at VerandaYYC. The game is simple. I give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames... And you tell me what the connection is. It's that easy. It's that simple. 960, 960, name and location to win the prize. Hopefully you haven't won anything in the past 30 days. If you have, we'll know. But uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 today, Patrick, the difficulty level of today's question is? 15. Okay. Okay. Maddie, are you, uh, you know, out of all the days, maybe Maddie gets it today. Maybe this is Why the day. Why do you say it like that? Maybe this is the day. Maybe I've got, this I've is got the day. it like twice already. I've got it correct before. Yeah, you have. After some hints and such. You make it sound like I'm some sort of moron. <laughs> You're not. You're very special. Uh, are you ready for... Words uh, hurt sometimes. That doesn't help the cause, does it? Are, are you called special when you're talking about intelligence? I said you're special. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Um, are you ready for... Player number one. I wrote down one, two, and three on my piece of paper, I so I that. could write down the first player beside the one. So go ahead. Uh, Gino Cavallini. Oh yeah. Gino Cavallini was born on November twenty fourth, nineteen sixty two, and is a Canadian and former professional ice hockey forward. He played in the NHL with the Calgary Flames, St. Louis Blues, and Quebec Nordiques between nineteen eighty five and nineteen ninety three. He is the brother of NHL hockey player Paul Cavallini. Bad bucket. Cavallini played parts Ter- of two terrible seasons bucket. My goodness. with the A Flames, <laughs> alternating between the NHL and the AHL team, the Moncton Golden Flames. Ah, yes, ah, yes the Moncton Golden Flames. Uh, Cavallini's son, Aiden, played hockey at the University of Wisconsin. Aiden is married to goaltender Alexandria Cavallini. Okay, excellent news. Currently a member of the PWHPA. Oh, well. Professional okay. hockey. The next name is Colin Patterson. Uh, oh, we know I am. Batter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin Alexander Patterson was born on May 11th, 1960, and is a Canadian former professional ice hockey player who played 10 seasons in the NHL. An undrafted player, he signed as a free agent with the Calgary Flames in 1983 after three seasons of college hockey with the Clarkson Golden Knights. A defensive specialist, Patterson played eight years with the Flames and was a member, of course, of the 1989 Stanley Cup championship team. Patterson is also very active within the Calgary Flames Alumni Association and often participates in the association's charity events. Yeah, I've seen him like 12 times this summer. <laughs> yeah. Guy does all right. Does great work. Uh, Paul 
Paul Fenton. Paul, Paul John Fenton Jr. was born on December 22nd, 1959, and is an American performer, a former ice hockey forward and executive. He previously served as the GM of the Minnesota Wild. Before joining the Wild, he worked as an assistant GM of the Nashville Predators. Uh, he played amateur hockey with the Vermont Academy, but starred, started his NHL career with the Hartford Whalers in 1985. He played for the Rangers, Kings, Winnipeg Jets, Toronto Maple Leafs, Calgary Flames, and San Jose Sharks. He retired from the NHL after the 1992 season. So Gino Cavallini played 54 games as a flame over two Ooh, seasons. Okay, 54. Paul Fenton played 31 games as a flame Ooh. over a half a season, being dealt from the Maple Leafs. Okay. Uh, and then Colin Patterson, you know, I can't do this math on the air, but he played here for a while. He played a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of Flames games for Old Patter, So um, He also played at Clarkson, which is also where Craig Conroy played his college oh. hockey. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You ready for musical hit number one? Gino Cavallini also was an alternate captain to Brian Sutter once. I don't know if that's going to be relevant, but you, I'm going to throw that out there. You ready for... Hit number one. You said musical hint? Yes, hit it, GVP. Oh, these are... Ah, Seinfeld. Thank goodness you said that. This, of course, is the theme to what many people consider the greatest sitcom ever. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No soup for you. Is this... um? Is this edition of Impossible Flames trivia sponge worthy? <laughs> Seinfeld. Seinfeld is your first hint. First hint, Seinfeld. All three of them have a mean stand up routine. <laughs> nope. What's well, the deal with airline? Name Food. and All location. three of them have bad stand up routines. Uh, Colin Patterson is a very nice human. He is, Mick. I don't know about oh, Gino Oh, retired the year Seinfeld came out. Wedley and Bridalwood. I like that one, Wedley. That's pretty smart. Mm. I like that. The mm. Devils. <laughs> uh, they all played uh, for teams that don't exist anymore. Tyler and Southwood. Uh, they all played with a team with the name Golden in the title. Ooh, that's a very good guess. Golden Knights for Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Golden very good guess. Not what I'm looking for. But a very good guess. Uh, they all snapped a towel on Conroy in the shower in college. Probably not. Okay, that's an interesting one. Uh, they all Real played against Conroy's university team, Stephen Airdrie. Ooh, very, very good. No, Colin played for the same team, not against, guys. Come on, uh, keep so up. The keep up, keep up. theme number one, you ready for hit number also, two? Also, Gino Cavallini um, did not play college hockey. So. Um, Gino Cavallini. Oh, Paul I like Fenton, he did. Colin Patterson. He played at Bowling, Bowling Green. Oh, my Bowling bad. Green. Go Falcons. Ooh, my Bowling bad. Green. Hit number two, GVP. You have no idea what this is, dude. This is uh, the theme song to the 80s sitcom show, Growing Pains, starring Alan oh. Thicke and Kirk Cameron. Okay. Oh, Canadian Alan Thicke. Hit Turn it number up. two. Yeah, I grew up watching that. They all got I'm sure sent and down. Did too. <laughs> they all got sent down the year that Seinfeld came out. They're all bald now, like George, Dave, and Beltline. Dave, I'm not bald. Like I, I think he thinks you're somebody else. Who's <laughs> Dave? Like I, 
What, what, I'm not Ryan Leslie. No. I think they're referring <laughs> like to Costanza. Bald. Oh, George Costanza. Okay. Yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. 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 Skirted A. Oh, yeah. Um, or Always I'm da- GVP or, with his logic. Or I'm, or I'm just stupid. Um, all right. So Growing Pains theme number two. Seinfeld theme. Mm-hmm. Growing Pains theme mm-hmm. number two. Mm-hmm. Um, they all dated Alan Thicke's daughter. Ooh. No. Uh, Robin Thicke is the most uh, notable child of Alan yes. Thicke. And <laughs> yeah. A lot of blurred lines. Yes. Um, they all played nine seasons. Same run as Seinfeld. Ooh. Like, you guys are getting good at this. You guys are really getting good at this stuff. Like, your guesses are getting better. But more, I, I think more the, refined, the, the thing that people home. are missing here is it, it's how are these players tying into Flames related? And I know they all played with the Flames, but this Impossible Flames trivia usually has something to do with a current member of the, the team. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Oh. I, yeah, I'm even okay oh. with you giving away that kind of stuff. Like, it's not oh. even, like, it's like, this is the way Impossible Flames are It's all these are always applied to somebody who's currently on the team. Yes, mm. yeah, good point. Yes. And someone who's making news as well. Oh, yeah, he's pretty, pretty, pretty big this week. Uh, Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits and murals, vacay Bruco. Why is he big gift this card. week? And Why swag. is he big this week? Colin to... Patterson. Other weeks. Paul Fenton. This no players above the rest of the team, Gino Pat. Cavallini. You ready for hit number three? <laughs> yeah. GVP. Oh. Joe Cocker? I really like that I've added musical hits to this. Yeah, it's fun. Now I'm going to give you guys a giant hit. Okay. I got my pen ready. Hit me. <laughs> no, I'm going to give one more hit before I get okay. the giant hit. Sure. No, why don't you cut the song? Oh, turn it up. What would you do if I sang out of tune? I felt the... Would you stand up and walk out on me? Wonder Years. Oh. And Joe Cocker. And Joe Cocker. Sing you a song. Mm-hmm. I will try not to sing out of key. Yeah. Oh, hit number four. You ready for hit number four, Matty Rose? The yeah, Ivy League. The Ivy League, it is American Collegiate Athletic Conference. Smart which, schools. Which compromises, which comprises, compromises, which comprises, I couldn't make it in the Ivy League, which comprises eight private research universities in the Northeastern United States. The conference headquarters is located in Princeton, New Jersey. Is Bowling State part of that? Bowling Green? Bowling no, Green, they're no. not an Ivy League. Bowling sport. Green State? They're not um, Ivy League. Penn, Columbia, uh-huh. Dartmouth, yeah. Yale, Harvard, Cornell, Brown, Princeton, and Harvard. Do you say Clarkson? No, Clarkson's not Ivy League. No. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> they all play college. They all oh, look at this hint. Yeah. Okay. What is they it? They are all Ivy League students like Matt Coronado. Whoa. Wait. Matt Coronado. Yeah, he went to Harvard. Matt Coronado went to Harvard. He That's sure an did. Ivy League school. Mm. Avid. Okay. Mm. They all played against Matt Coronado's school the year that Growing Pains are also wonderful because of Wonder Years. And Joe Crocker. Oh, I wrote Joe Cocker. That's wrong. Joe Crocker. Can't forget that R there. 
<laughs> I don't know what year Seinfeld even came out. Seinfeld? 89, I think it debuted. 89? Yeah. I wasn't bored, so I, it doesn't matter. Okay, me. so I'm going to give you this giant hint now. Because okay. people are starting to actually to catch on to this. They're doing very well. Okay. Um, it involves a first-round pick of your Calgary Flames. Yeah, we were just talking about Matt Coronado. Yeah, 13th overall in 2021. Yeah, is that the first-round pick you're talking about? It is. Okay. Matt Coronado once had Colin Patterson, Paul Fenton, and Gino Cavallini all in his kitchen. No, oh. he did not have them all <laughs> in his kitchen. Uh, growing Pains and the Wonder Years were both set in this city. Was it really? Huh. I had no well, idea. That's why that's I did the took... hints. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I... And Jason Alexander calls this place home. Oh, he lives there. Yeah. Look at Hence that. the Seinfeld reference. Yeah. Did you know that growing pains are often described as an ache or a throb in the legs? Often in the front of the thighs, the calves are behind the knees. Um, growing pains usually cause an aching or throbbing feeling in the legs. Yep. You got to see a healthcare provider if it's persistent, present in the morning, located in your joints. That's yeah. when you should see a doctor about your growing pains. So the key to this entire edition of Impossible Flames Trivia mm. Is Huntington, New York. Huntington, New York. Correct. Huntington, New York. Huntington, New York. Growing Pains, the 80s sitcom was sent in Huntington, New York. The Wonder Years was sent in Huntington, New York. Oh, okay. Jason Alexander of Seinfeld fame lives in Huntington, New York. That's the guy who plays George. Matt Coronado was born in Huntington, New York. Gino Cavallini, Colin Patterson, Paul Fenton. Well, Gino Cavallini was born in Toronto, and Colin Patterson was born in Rexdale, and Paul Fenton was born in the U.S., so I don't know about any of those. Mm -hmm. They all played in the NCAA Frozen Four in Huntington, New York during the Seinfeld debut year. Uh, No, this is... I'm just going to give you the answer. All three players... Played with somebody who calls Huntington, New York, home. Oh, okay. Gino Cavallini. <laughs> so Gino Cavallini so... played with Ron Hextall in the 92-93 Quebec Nordiques. And Ron Hextall is from Huntington? No, he okay. lives in Huntington. Okay. Colin Patterson played with Pat Lafontaine on the 92-93 Sabres. Lafontaine. Lafontaine lives in Huntington, New York. And Paul Fenton played with Bob Bourne. Oh, on the 88 Bobby. 89 LA Kings, Bob Bourne lives in Huntington, New York. Well, double B's. All three players played with somebody who calls Huntington, New York home, which is the birthplace of one Matt Coronado. Steven, you're the winner. So Steven from where? Steven in Strathmore. Steven in Strathmore, congratulations. You want a $50 gift card to VK Bruco and some swag. Your hints sucked. From VK Bruco. Why? They were very misleading. Do you want to do next week's edition? No. Okay. <laughs> Hard pass. No. Hard no. Uh, that was impossible. I like being on this side. And you know what I'm going to do next week? I like throwing grenades into your path and seeing how you maneuver them. Um, and then Patrick dives on him because he's yeah. that type of stand-up <laughs> he guy. Always he saved his unit. <laughs> I will always remember Patrick mm-hmm. for diving on that grenade. Go on without me. <laughs> Survive. Finish the segment without me. Survive. So <laughs> Book um, your own guests. 
Oh, by the way, Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from Minho's Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery. 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. I'm going to make next week's edition super easy. Yeah. I'm going to even, I'm even going to, I might even change next week's topic to impossibly easy trivia. Sensible Flames trivia. Or even possible Flames trivia. Or or sensible Flames trivia. Because I can't (laughs) wait to give some sensible Flames takes next week. Sensible. Uh, what do you got coming up on Mucho Big Show? Uh, it's the quarter mark of the NFL season. We're talking with Matt Marchese. Uh, mm. Preview of week five. Big fan of Matt Marchese. He's the mm. producer of the Jeff Merrick Show as well, which is uh, returning after the Blue Jays get eliminated. I mean, it, it's on, but it's only on, like, like I don't know where it airs because it aired on here on Monday, like at 6 o'clock. Yeah, and, we aired, like, it's replay of that. Yeah, so it's airing somewhere right now. Okay. I just don't know where. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Stephen Strathmore. Yes. Uh, you're the winner. You won $50 gift card and some uh, swag. Apparently, the, they get a lot. Like, people are showing up to that. Get that gift card. I and was, they go, man, I was at Veranda like two weeks ago. Like, the patio is all done and up and everything. The outdoor patio. That place is bumping all the time now. Yeah, it's awesome. Love you it. Take your pups. Did not take the pups. No, but you can. You can take the pups. You yes. are allowed. Yes. Uh, they Pup brew friendly. their own stuff there. Great stuff. Food's terrific. Burwood distilleries there. Yep. Um, all right. That's it for us. Great. Now um, I'm starving. Incredible. Follow the uh, the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, go Jays, go, I guess. Uh-huh. And then um, what do we got tomorrow? We got Ross Tucker. Ross Tucker, uh, Jeff Blair to break Blair. down either cool. tee up a game three or break down the season. Or the postmortem. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. And uh, the Flames play tonight in Edmonton. Yes. Their penultimate game of the preseason. Pre-game at six. Just nobody get hurt. Puck drop at seven. Nobody get hurt. Don't get hurt. And also make sure you beat the Oilers because that's always nice. Okay. Have a terrific Wednesday. Watch out for that Jack Campbell, though, that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Have have a terrific Wednesday. Who is this guy? We'll talk to you tomorrow. What happened to his cats? Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.